Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinard. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Meg Healy. Today on the podcast, we're talking about one of my favorite things, refashioning garments. Whether me-made or ready to wear, to give them a new life and flair, we'll share each a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we get started, how was all our weekends, our long weekends, I guess, right? Yeah, for us, they were long weekends. Yeah. I took an extra day, so I took a four-day weekend, and I spent the whole thing um, working on the Con Crunch thing. So um, I, I know you guys know this, but for our listeners out there, we have our series called Con Crunch, which is about making cosplays in short amounts of time. And um, we had somebody drop out kind of at the last minute. So um, our producer asked me and my husband, Mark, to take over and uh, do a cosplay for them. So in a couple of days, so the day before this episode drops, in fact, we are going to be going down to the office and filming a con crunch challenge. Ooh, so excited. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also starting to get a little nervous, you know, especially because when I film stuff, it's usually so scripted. And now yeah. this is going to be very unscripted. And so I'm very like nervous about the whole thing but and then there's the whole like sewing with your husband yeah like how is is that gonna work you think like Um, what's your prediction well so the the bonus to this is there's actually going to be very little sewing that we're going to be doing um that's Mm. what I was doing all weekend as I was I was doing the sewing stuff Mm -hmm. um and so what we're actually going to be doing is making the armor for the costume. Uh, for those of you are f- who are familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender, we're going to be doing Suki in her Kyoshi Warrior outfit. Um, so we're going to mostly be doing foam armor stuff in this thing. Ooh. So Mark's actually the expert on that. Um, I'm kind of going to follow his lead. Um, so uh, there'll be a little bit of sewing that I set aside to do for a headpiece, but um, I don't think he's probably going to touch the sewing machine at all. And, uh, and I think that's okay because sewing can get him a little worked up. Um, and while it's very mellow for me, but I think the, mm-hmm. he feels pretty good about the, the armor stuff and the foam crafting. So I think it's going to go okay. I'm not sure I'd want to do, do one that was all sewing. I think that that would make me slightly yeah. nutty. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's going to be so fun. I'm I'm excited to see Yeah. you guys working together. Yeah. Um I'm like I said I'm I'm kind of excited and kind of terrified and I think they're turning this one over really fast and I think it's coming out at the end of the month, the end of July. Oh, so, so you won't um, have to wait wow. that long. You won't have to wait Love very that. long you or ah. listeners <laughs> if you want to track mm-hmm. us down. I'll try to remember to uh mention on the re- on the whatever podcast happens right after yeah. it comes out to remind everybody. But yeah, that was my that was what I was doing all weekend and what I will probably be sneaking little bits of time to do yeah. in between now and <laughs> I know you think <laughs> like a video when you make something on the camera. There's so much work that goes into like yeah, oh, prepping so even before so like a quick crap. segment. It's so well, much and prep, like, like yeah. we want to have the, the all the fabric things that I yeah. put together. We want to put all of that um, on a dress form in the back. So I need to make sure it will actually you know fasten on. Um, right and uh, yeah so. Yeah. 
So now yeah. that we've talked about me for a while, how about you guys yeah. and your weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what'd you get up to, Amanda? Um, I had Working a on really your costume? good weekend. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually do much sewing at all. I did a little bit of sewing, but went for a little um, paddle with my daughter. Aww. So I got some good outside time. I repainted my front porch, which I have been meaning oh. to do forever. And yeah, just did a couple projects around the house. Um, some things I've been nice. meaning to get to. It was it was so nice here. Um, I've noticed that we're kind of we're getting to that part of the summer where I feel just a little bit less inclined to sew. I'd rather be yeah. outside, you yeah. know, laying mm-hmm. in the hammock, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, got got in the studio for just a little bit. Um, but it was a it was a great weekend. How about you, that's, Meg? Yeah, that's very same with me where I'm kind of more enjoying like the outdoors than, mm-hmm. you know, sewing 12 things in one weekend. <laughs> you already did uh, that. So I already did that. Now I can wear them. Yeah. The only wear bit them. of sewing I did is um, I got a new golf shirt and I it was a men's shirt actually. It was cheaper and it was like lime green trim and I just hemmed it. And so I just hemmed uh, a shirt. And then so we went golfing and we went for a long bike ride the one day. So just lots of outdoor fun and it was just it was just really nice so yeah lots of lots of fun so awesome. mm-hmm. so I have a I have a little confession too um on Friday I went to the zoo oh they uh the Denver Zoo has a lot of social distancing things put in they um it's one way you can't go whatever way you want you have to follow certain yeah. paths they have um you you have to pre-ticket, no um, physical tickets, and then you have to, they, there's a, they let you in at intervals. So it's really, it really wasn't crowded at all. You, we had to wear masks while we were there. Yeah. And I was a little nervous about the whole thing going in. Um, I went with my god kids and their parents and um, I was a little nervous, but I really do feel like I didn't put myself at any significant risk because of all the things that they had put in place. So, and I was careful. You know, I think that you can definitely put yourself at risk no matter how many safety precautions are in place Mm -hmm. if you're not careful Mm -hmm. yourself. But yeah, I think before you do anything, I find a good a good company in business will always have updated um, like procedures on their website. So Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. stay going anywhere like a shop or anything if they don't have some sort of disclaimer on their website, what what they're doing and Mm -hmm. uh, such like that. If they're just saying, now we're open, it's just like, no, I need, I need more info. So yeah, yeah, to do do your research. But if you want to stay home, you can refashion, which is what we're going to talk about (laughs) Mm -hmm. in this episode. That was a beautiful segue, Meg. I know, wasn't I know, isn't that great? You're like I always the segue queen. I know. <laughs> Some of them really don't make sense, but I always try. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points for trying, Meg. Bonus Definitely. Trying. <laughs> I'm always just like, all right, now on to our actual topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refashioning can be a great way to start sewing more sustainably. Instead of discarding a garment because of a flaw, just fix it. Instead of starting a new sewing project from scratch by purchasing new fabric, rework something already in your wardrobe to breathe new life into it. Refashioning can also be a lot of fun and sometimes leads to really creative solutions. So have you guys ever refashioned something before? Hmm. You know, I think I'm, I really, I think I just like the creative process of like starting from an idea, starting from scratch. Scratch. So I, I don't tend to do a lot of 
refashioning. I also feel like I, at any given time, I have a bazillion projects on my to sew list. So (laughs) I don't really, I'm not looking for anything more. Um, so I don't tend to refashion unless it's, um, I, I think I am most tempted to refashion if it's something, if it's a me made and I kind of want to oh, rework it nice. or because I usually it's because I have something already invested in the garment and, you know, maybe I like the fabric and I want to get more wear out of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's really where I'm most tempted. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kate? Yeah, I think for me, um, most of the time, if I do anything that I might consider refashioning, it's more um, a fitting thing, making something that doesn't fit right fit better, Yeah, Um, which is sort of refashioning, but usually I'm not trying to change the look a whole lot. So it's it's also not refashioning. Um, I I can think, though, of one time, and I know I've brought this up before, when I had the brilliant idea of making my favorite pattern, the gallery dress, um, out of flannel and that it turned out to be a terrible mistake because it did not hang very well. And I ended up uh, changing it after I had made it so that it was the tunic length, um, which again, wasn't so much of a refashion, uh, sort of a small adjustment. But other than that, I can't think of anything really off the top of my head, but who knows, maybe I'll think of something as we continue talking. I could totally, th- I think of refashioning as like a really broad, like kind of Instead of, you know, just making something work, you're kind of making it work for you instead of just kind of putting it to the side or, you know, Mm. uh, getting rid of it. So that's totally a refashion. And even Amanda, I would consider your, like, even the the blocked, like, Antero shells that Mm -hmm. you've made. Like, that's, I I think that's like a refashion. Like, I, Mm -hmm. um, like, kind of reworking the pattern in your little bits and stash to make them into something, into something new instead of, cutting into another piece of yardage. So I do totally think that those can definitely work into the refashioning um, umbrella. So I kind of have a little question. So I want to get, like, if you were to do more refashioning, like, what's your refashioning style? So so you can pick A, B, C, or D. Okay. There is a largest hole in your garment. (laughs) Do you dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So there's a hole in your garment. Do you A, cover it either with applique, embroidery, or a pocket? B, put something under it, like a little insert, like lace or mesh or kind of a pop uh, underneath so you can still kind of see the hole. C, you just cut off that part of the garment and either crop or hem it or sew on a new panel. Or D, just make more holes so it looks intentional and for that fashion shredded look. (laughs) (laughs) a b c or d you know i'm gonna go with c which is cut off that part of the garment okay proper hem or sew on a new panel because i think i would probably either do that because i do it's like i i like the blocky look yeah so no panel really appeals to me you would pick c yeah (laughs) i love that i would pick c but I would also have to introduce maybe an E because my first thought yes. was like cut up the fabric from whatever it is and use oh. it in a new and different project. Because now that I've got patchwork stuff on the brain, I was I, there's like no fabric is safe. I'm adding so. E, so I'm gonna okay. we'll put this up uh, and then we want to know what our listeners would do too. So I'm adding Amanda's so fun. E. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rule breaker. You are. Not really. <laughs> Not really. 
How about you, Kate? <laughs> well, so here's my problem with this whole thing. Um, when I get holes in my fabric, it is almost always inevitably somewhere on the crotch curve. It is. <laughs> or it's or it's right at the top of the inseam. And so for me, it's usually, okay, um, I've got to be done with this. So I guess I'm going mm-hmm. with E. Um, should there be, should I someday end up with a hole that is not in a place that really cannot, like, you can't put an applique over a decorative applique over uh-huh. the hole in your butt seam. You really can't. Um, <laughs> Put a nice big I mean, you could, but <laughs> right um, I, I don't want to draw attention to that. So, um, <laughs> and I really don't want to do the lace insert thing. Really don't want to do the lace oh, insert. Oh, yeah, you, do, yeah, you don't want to do a sheer insert the more hole, Or the more, more holes so it looks intentional. No, we don't want to do that one either. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. So, um, I will, um, on occasion, I will try to, uh, tighten the curve a little bit if it's not too firm so that I can, you know, get a little bit more wear out of it. Um, and I think if I, I think if it came down to it, I would either go with C or A, depending on the location of the hole. Um, I have mm-hmm. definitely covered some holes with applique or with embroidery before. Yeah. Usually just little ones. Um, mm-hmm. I've never done one that's like really big because I'm not sure embroidery is a great way to cover really big holes. Yeah, um, I know that's true. It, yeah. But applique or pocket is, you know, that's a good solution there. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so, so C or A, depending on the hole is my answer. With- and I realized I'm adding an F. I totally forgot that you could just mend the hole. <laughs> Yeah. There's that. I don't know why. I guess I was trying to get because I like this will kind of add a new design element to it. So that's yeah. Well, yeah. and I kind of can. I yeah. kind of considered a to be a form of mending because totally. you're covering yeah. it with okay. stitches or okay. a patch, something like that. So I, like I consider a, a to be yes. Okay, great. To be a, so a, I didn't a visible mend. Yeah, yeah. I'm an um, I'm an A girl. I love to. Uh, I've done this several times. Cover things with like an applique, a patch, a pocket. I like doing that for sure. But I will admit, I've done I've done D for sure. Just make more holes because it's fun, <laughs> and it's like crazy. So many people you see where, and even in boutiques, I see sweaters that you buy that are expensive, and they have holes all over them. It's just so crazy. And you can do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I save your money and rip up your own clothes. Totally. I swear the other day I saw someone wearing a pair of jeans that was just basically missing the entire front of the thigh. Oh, I know. See the pockets on the inside. And I'm just like, I don't understand, but okay. Like I get, I get some artful ripping. I, I don't really get the just, I just took a huge rectangle like, out of my thigh thing. That's just like not shark attack. Shredding. Like, sure, oh my gosh, those are no, so, the shark attack like the shredding. Con- I even get that. Like, <laughs> I I remember watching like episodes of Family Ties that made fun of that. Right, that's from when I was a little yeah. tiny baby. Right, but somehow just taking out huge pieces of fabric, I just don't get. But sorry, I'm I'm showing my age. Oh no no. <laughs> But I could see totally in in jeans. Yeah, in jeans, the the adding more holes could definitely. uh, Mm -hmm. I think I even made like a little short video when I did my jeans course, like how to like 
add holes and shred your fabric <laughs> too. Because um, yeah, because it's denim. actually it's hard to do it. It and is like hard make to, it to make it look natural. Because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. remember doing a refashion back in high school, and I I took some jeans and I bleached them. This oh, was like nice. totally nineties, and then I <laughs> I tried to make some holes that I could patch with flannel because you know oh. flannel shirts. Big, big in the 90s. But it was really hard to get the holes to look natural. It looked like I had just cut them. Even I like I frayed them, but to to mimic actual wear holes, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to do. Yeah, Yeah. distressing is a distressing is a Mm -hmm. skill. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. What I like to do, what I find the most natural ways, like just you even try and not even snip it at all. You could do a tiny snip of sandpaper is a really yeah. good way to just mm-hmm. naturally rub and rub and rub until you make the hole. That's a really good way uh, to do that as well. Um, oh. Yeah, so welcome to our jeans uh, distressing episode. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's totally – That's a good uh, tip though. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. If I ever had Thank any you. patience. Uh, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Yeah, it's so good because Julian being like a, an artist, he has all these like in a woodwork, he has so many different types of sandpaper so you can get different effects. Like I could just I, – I might even want to use like his machine, you know, the machine that actually mm-hmm. – well, I wonder if I should try that. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's why it always leads to creative thinking. Like that's why I mm-hmm. love yeah, refashioning. Right. It's not – you can't just Google it. You can't follow instructions. It's kind of every piece is unique and you just have to use – you know, your imagination and the tools and you know what, you know, this could work to fix this. I don't know. I just, I love it. It's a bit, it's a bit experimental. Whereas, you know, just making something from scratch is like a different part of the brain. I think working with something that already exists and kind of altering it to suit is a, is a really different kind of creative, I don't know, task. Yeah. And you, you have definite, definitely more limits on things because it's like you've got a limited amount of fabric and a limited number of shapes you can work with and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I remember I had this really nice uh like uh dress that I got and um I was pressing it but I didn't obviously read the care instructions I burnt a hole in it and so I cut off the sleeves then I added a little I took it was it was really quite long so I took off a little from the hem and then added a ruffle on the top so it's just you just think of instead of being like oh no it's ruined you just have to Mm -hmm. look at the garment you know where is some extra fabric that I could get can I do I have something that complements it look in your fabric stash can I add something there to compensate that. So there's always just lots of uh, lots of things that you can do. I think I just have lots of refashioning on the brain because I know by mm-hmm. the time this episode comes out, um, this it won't be released. But very soon after, next week, I actually have a series called Style Revive that's launching. Woo-hoo. And yeah, and it's I all, can't wait every, to see it. Y- it's so much fun. It was – we had to get even creative with filming because I couldn't travel right. and we couldn't have a crew come in. So it's Julian uh, filming me and I think it turned out phenomenal. It's so much fun. Burry pops in and I just – I don't – I can't go to a fabric store. I can't go to a thrift store to get new things to work with. So I just am limited to what I have and I – Every episode is a new like refashioning project and you guys have to check it out if uh and we'll let you know when it's released too. Um but July 13th is the is the launch date. So definitely check check back on So Daily to 
to see all those uh, fun projects for sure. Yeah, I'm totally excited. I think I'm actually looking at one of your projects on the wall behind you. Oh, I know, eh? Yeah, a little sneak peek is I have like um, denim pockets uh, over framed and like staple gunned over like canvas uh, canvases. And I had they're organized like my sewing supplies. And that's because I just have even Julian has so many jeans. I was going through his closet and he goes, I don't wear those. Those don't fit me. And, you know, <laughs> if they're if I can actually use them, which I actually really use this, I even um, store my hand sewing needles like pinned into the denim fabrics. I'm always losing that's them. So and now smart. they're they're just right above uh, mm-hmm. my sewing machine. So super smart. Uh, for sure. Love it. Yeah, yeah, super cute too. Mm-hmm. You know, I if you don't mind say, that I brought that up. Oh, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amanda, I interrupted you. Oh, that's okay. I was just gonna say, um, thinking about refashioning, it definitely, totally a reason to just hold on to all of your scraps. Oh, t- because one hundred percent. This, this yeah. is. Um, it came up. Um, I had made it my a shirt for my daughter, and um, I didn't. Actually, I don't think I finished the bottom edge. It was a sweater knit and it didn't ravel at all. So um, so a year later, the shirt had kind of shrunk up a little bit in length and mm-hmm. she had gotten taller. So it was a little bit short on her for, to, for her to wear. So totally had some of that fabric still in my <gasps> scrap uh, basket. Amazing. Added a little peplum to the bottom yes. and she's totally wearing it again. Um, I feel like that happens a lot to me. Like I make... Like I get a little bit aggressive on how cropped of a shirt I will actually wear. Totally. <laughs> and, I do that too. And <laughs> so the, I had a shirt and I could have totally gone and I, I, my plan was to just like add a little panel along the bottom and I could have totally gone and gotten the same fabric. It was just this, um, a basic solid silk knoll. Um, but instead I got like a slightly different tone of the fabric and turned it into like a little color blocked element along the bottom. And that was a really fun exercise. Nothing quite as involved as all of the creative stuff that you have been up to, Meg. But I think (laughs) for me, again, it's, it's like, I think the starting place usually is for me. I made this I love it, but I'm not wearing it. So let me fix that. So I will actually Mm -hmm. get some wear out of it. And that's, that's pretty much my motivation with any project I take on like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good to just go through your, you know, when I do like my seasonal switches, I have a pile of things that I just don't love. And, uh, and I just look at what I have in my fabric stash. And sometimes you just visually see one, two fabrics together and just like an idea just totally pops into your brain. Um, but then I start to gather, I have like a separate bin of folded, like even like fabric with the thing I mean to attach to it. I have like a pile of like refashions still like nice. in the queue. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. I find that a lot with uh, when, you know, we were talking about prepping for filming. Sometimes you end up with like a million different stages of completion and mm-hmm. different sizes mm-hmm. of a garment that you're sewing. And it's just, I hate throwing those away. And so sometimes you just have the front of his dress uh, and then you just have to think, oh, like, and then you, you know, you have to creatively do the back or you have a cropped version of, because you just want to show the neckline detail. So even things like that, just fun to, fun to refashion. Um, I know often what I give always, uh, cause we do half scale samples. Sometimes I always give them to Kate, right? <laughs> the little, little samples of things. Remember I gave you like the little, uh, rain jacket or something. Yeah. I think you, you were saying for your uh, 
for a doll or something or your Really? I can't remember. I'm not yeah. remembering and this. And a little coat. And a I must be going coat. insane. No, it's okay. No, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Because that well, was like the cutest little jacket ever. Yeah, it was a little baby like rain jacket. I think it was for like a doll or something. Possibly the cat. Or the cat. Well, now I need to find that because I have no idea where it is. <laughs> or you gave it to um, – uh, your your goddaughter, maybe you gave it to her for I don't know, maybe. but I remember giving I don't it remember. to you. It, it's okay. I believe you. I totally I do. <laughs> I, it's a quarantine brain. I don't remember anything that happened oh, before quarantine. Started. I know. I don't remember anything before. Yeah, yeah. This year, it's just it feels like oh, I know. But oh, anyways, um, here are some uh, common things that you can do if you're kind of just getting started refashioning. If you just want to look in your wardrobe, what you have. Uh, you could take like a really let, – let's say if you made like a maxi dress and you've worn it a bunch of times, you can just, you know, make it make it shorter, make it more fitted or just use that as yardage. That's a good way to start. Or just kind of adding details like embellishments, even adding, you know, hand uh, beading or hand embroidery. Like that is a refashion mm-hmm. too if you have something really basic, adding just one embroidered pocket, like just – or even a collar. I love doing that. You know, those bejeweled collars to things. I love doing that as well. <laughs> it's just adding little extra pieces. And one of my favorite things that I explored doing my series is putting two separate garments together. Just thinking about how can I make these two go together, either vertically, horizontally, uh, yeah, so that's always really fun. Just two pieces that, that are just so kind of cool. blah, and you just see where you can put them together. That's like you could even cut them both on it, like different angles and piece that if they're two shirts or I just love uh, love doing that. Um, and then of course I have jeans on my list, which uh, which we extensively talked about. But you know, making them into different things instead of just like your basic, you know cropping them into a basic skirt or a jeans bag, like just getting really mm-hmm. creative with with denim because I know that that can accumulate a lot in people's closets, you know, lots of totally. jeans from lots of mm-hmm. decades and, you know, uh, friends and family and stuff. I know everyone knows to, to give their jeans to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so refashioning is super fun and sustainable and creative. So definitely yeah, try it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, you just reminded me, I, I saw on Pinterest years ago, these, uh, these refashioned jeans that, you know, you basically took the jeans, took out the inseam, sewed them together, and then added all of this extra fabric to make them into yeah. maxi skirts with like oh, all of yeah. these ruffles and layers and handkerchief elements and everything. And, um, I've been meaning to do that for years, but it always seems to be at the bottom of my priority list. So I need to figure out whatever happened to that pair of jeans that I prepped for it. It might be. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. For you. <laughs> it's I just looked up. It's right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I can see it over pointed. your head. I, I, I can touch it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. I, I also wanted to give a shout out to the... Um, refashioner challenge, which is yes. a yearly challenge. And it is, I mean, I just top notch refashioning happening. I think it's largely online and I'll put a link to information about that in the show notes page. I think it was actually canceled for 2020, just given all mm-hmm. of the extra life that's happening this mm-hmm. year, but just really, um, I'm like, Oh, I added a, 
an extra band on the bottom of this shirt. These, these are like <laughs> next level refashioning um, and really, really inspiring um, creations coming out of that. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about um, some alternative fabrics for refashioning too. So that'll be fun. Man, that was a really inspiring conversation. Um, I want to come at it from a little bit of a different angle and talk about alternative fabric sources. Um, Everyone probably knows this already, but I have enough fabric in my stash to last Mm -hmm. at least my lifetime. Um, But it's fun to consider alternative fabric sources, whether you're looking for a bargain, something for a quick muslin fitting sample, um, some kind of unique textile, or if you're just bored and looking around your house for creative options. Um, Around here, no fabric is safe. So (laughs) let's jump in. Oh, that's Um, funny. You know, I've, I I see this a lot. I feel like um, I'm seeing it a lot as as part of the pandemic and people are at home and kind of using mm-hmm. what they have and also stuck at home and looking at that, you know, whatever, you know, blanket that's draped over the back of the couch that's been there forever. And you're kind of just seeing it with new eyes because you've been yeah. at home every day looking yeah. at it. <laughs> it um, starts talking to you. It grows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's, it's getting weird. Um, so, but one thing that I did want to say that I think has been around for a while and I, um, I wanted to get your take on it, um, is people often use, um, sheets. So bed sheets, whether they're, um, you know, from the thrift store, um, or I've also seen recently people, um, buying new sheets because they like the, fabric print oh. on them and sometimes and I feel like sheets are now available in uh, I mean I guess they have been available in a wide array of like quality and thread count and all of that so you could mm-hmm. actually be looking at some pretty decent fabric um you know whether it's whether you're making a finished item or just trying something uh with for for a muslin fitting sample have you guys used sheets I absolutely have um, this, this might be too, too much information, but, uh, when I sleep, I have never, a tendency never on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to flip dramatically. And I do that by digging my heels into the mattress and using it to propel myself up and over. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it it's acrobatic. pretty hysterical. I've, I've, no, actually, I love that. I've been trying to train myself out of it. I, it's a lot better now that I sleep with somebody else because I have trained myself not to do it quite uh. as dramatically. But the problem is because I dig my heel in the same place all the time, I will eventually just put my heel right through the sheet. Oh, um, wow. So in that particular spot on the sheet, I very often get big rips. And I mean, it's not depending on the sheets. It's like not like even once a year. It's maybe every three or four years I will basically ruin a set of sheets by yeah. putting my my foot through them. Um, and you know, while it's still a little hole, it's okay. And then eventually I start getting my foot stuck in there and then it's Mm -hmm. just, we have to give up on it. So that whole set of sheets at that point is really unusable. (laughs) Um, I mean, we could save the top sheet, but I usually, we usually just say, okay, this, this set of sheets is done. We'll get a new one and, and move on. And I, I will keep those sheets, which have been thoroughly thoroughly used and um i won't use them for anything that i wear out but i definitely use them for muslin stuff if i need to do some some testing if i need to make a quick bodice to see how it fits um or 
you know, little things like that. Nothing, never, never anything permanent, never anything. Um, well, sometimes it's pretty big, but, um, yeah, I definitely keep my old ripped up sheets for, uh, for muslin stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I started out, I like learned to sew on sheets because uh, my mm-hmm. mom would just throw me sheets, like old sheets and tablecloths to to practice sewing on because since she wasn't a sewer, like she didn't know, you know, the protocols for going to a fabric store. It can be intimidating when you first go there because totally. you just expect mm-hmm. to know like exactly what you want, how like what you need. And so she, like we didn't have that experience like uh, going, so I would sew with sheets all the time. But you could manage just brought, I never, it, thought to buy new sheets to use for fabric because so often I see a print of sheets and it it's like on sale and I love it's like cute little mm-hmm. like dogs on it or something really cute and uh it's not my size so I just I just ignore it but I, I I never thought I could actually still buy it and use it for like a blouse or something I never thought of that <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> I am gonna look at the clearance wall at like the sheet department totally. in a whole new way <laughs> totally amazing yeah yeah I mean I think too like sometimes modern sheets like come with you know, oh, yeah. fab, like patterns on different scales that you can't totally. necessarily find. Mm-hmm. And they can be so um, soft. And that, yeah. it comes with like the yardage is, you know. Totally. Lots yeah, if you, get a, and, if you get a king or a queen size, I mean, that's yeah. that's good yardage. Wow. Totally. I have used, I haven't um, done a lot of muslins with sheets, but what I have done, and I know there's this is um, a bit controversial, I mean, probably not really, but I have used <laughs> sheets for quilt backing before, like a nice top sheet. Oh, yeah. Um, I made a quilt for my daughter. I'm saying that as like this. a non-quilter. I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> no one's um, judging you. I know. Yeah. It, but it's um, the fabric that or the sheet that I had was um, kind of I think it was vintage and it was just it was a really nice, high quality um, and high thread count and it has held up so well and it is nice. so soft um, on the back side of the quilt but I do know like you you do have to be careful with thread count when you're doing that because the mm. quilting can sometimes pull through the sheets as the um, backing wears down but but if you've got a nice quality sheet set that you're working with I think you've got a ton of options and as you said a lot of yardage to work with um, what about other kinds of um, fabrics around the home or like, I I think same scenario, whether you're buying them new or um, from like a resale shop or a thrift store, um, there's always curtains and tablecloths, Mm -hmm. um, blankets and tapestries, um, which are actually the two areas where I have the most um, experience last. And I'll share a picture of this. I think it was last fall. I found this um, kind of nubby throw blanket at the thrift store and it was um, it was had this kind of open weave, but it was still pretty dense and it had mm-hmm. a little bit of dimension to it. Um, and I used that to make a backpack, like a roll top backpack. Wow. And that was I think that was cool because sometimes when you're searching, particularly for bag fabric, it's all about the fabric sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's hard to find like 
thick, nubby, you know, textural and dimensional fabric in the store. So, and of course I found this blanket and I was like, oh, this is so cool. It looks like maybe it's like hand woven or something like that. And then I got it home and of course, you know, found the Ikea tag on the back, which was just (laughs) hilarious. Um, the, the other thing that I, um, same exact scenario, I found this, um, really cool kind of hand woven. It was probably like the first iCat fabric that I ever used was from the thrift store. And again, thought it was like totally unique and handmade and found the Pier One Imports tag (laughs) on the back. Um, but I used those, I made some pretty hilarious my like my first pair of nini culottes were made from that and i will also share a picture um of that endeavor are those those the the, uh orange ones no they are they're they're like an icat print um but i think this was either like the fabric was either a um just like a light blanket that you would use on top of your Mm. bed it might have been even like intended to be used as like a wall tapestry um you know for for the hippie chic apartment um (laughs) slash dorm room (laughs) but you know you gotta have culottes sometimes um what about you guys have you have you have you explored past sheets um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head with the exception of one time when I was making a prop and I needed some, um, I needed some like army green fabric and the cheapest way for me to acquire it was to get a pair of curtains at Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. so I did do that. Um, but I didn't need very much yardage. I just needed, yeah, I'm gesturing like a 18 inch square or something here. Um, but I've never done that since, which I'm kind of wondering why. <laughs> and I never look at the the fabric or sheets or blankets in the thrift stores. And again, I'm starting to wonder why. Hmm. Yeah, I actually reused um, an old shower curtain. It was 100% cotton. It had a donut print on it, but we repainted our bathroom in January, and so we got a new shower curtain. But And I used it for masks, actually. I nice. cut it up, and it made so many masks. And I, everyone who I would give it to, they would love it because it was little donuts on it. But So <laughs> I've totally used the shower curtain before. Uh yeah, because when you get like the – I always think I was so grown up when I got my first shower curtain with like the liner and it was fabric because you, I'd always get like the, you know, the plastic ones on both sides. Yep. I knew I was – it's just like a, a real you made shower it. curtain, Julie. <laughs> <It's> real. <laughs> and a real adult. Yeah, so when I took it – yeah, <laughs> real adult. Um, not just a, you know, crazy plastic one. But yeah, so I used a shower curtain for masks and it was great. Nice. So definitely, definitely love utilizing just that, those random home tapestries for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would say, I mean, I take a look in the tablecloth section because again, I feel like oh, yeah, those, totally. you can get a lot of, um, you know, kind of textured fabric that you just can't find um, mm-hmm. in the fabric store. You know, it's yeah. usually um, kind of super consistent and all one um thickness but i feel like if, if you're looking for something really unique 
I recommend tablecloths and also um, duvet covers have oh, a ton of yeah. fabric. And oh, I bet. Those, because the double side, eh? Exactly. Yeah. And they just have, and, and again, I think you can get like some larger scale prints. You can get some heavier weight fabric from that. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you could always do, you, there's like this either snap or the button up side. Just mm-hmm. have that as your, you don't even have to make buttonholes or snaps. Exactly. There you go. Use there them. you go. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, the other kind of alternative source that I wanted to talk through um, was using bigger garments and mm-hmm. either like we were talking about refashioning them down to yeah. size or cutting them up to make a bazillion patchwork shirts, which is mm-hmm. the kick that I'm currently on. <laughs> um, and I would say that this has come up in the sewing community before. And I think that it is Um, I think it's good to proceed and just be mindful here, especially if you're shopping at resale and thrift stores, um, because those often they have less options for people who need plus size clothing. So Uh, I'd say use it sparingly, like if you really fall in love with the fabric or if you only do it on occasion or, you know, just leave those fabric or those garments for people who need them. Um, But I will say that my husband has a large collection of kind of of button up shirts in his closet that he doesn't wear as much. And I am forever shopping and they are just thinking, (laughs) oh, I love, oh, maybe I can, you know, only the stuff that he doesn't wear a whole lot. But um, have you guys done um, this kind of thing before repurposing um, fabric from an old garment to make something new? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have actually. No. No. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, no, I don't think I have done that. Hmm. Well, now maybe you'll be inspired to because yeah. literally like mm-hmm. no fabric is safe around here. <laughs> it's I true. No you fabric know, is safe. I just remembered that um, up in my uh, closet. So my best friend, I'm sure I've mentioned before, works at a bridal shop and years and years and years. And I, when I say years ago, I mean, before I got married. So like 12 years ago, maybe 10, she, um, there were a couple samples that were getting so old and dirty that they couldn't really use them anymore. So they got new ones in, or maybe they discontinued the dresses. I can't remember, but she asked if I wanted one of the samples. And so it's uh, beaded uh, silk, this dress that's just, I mean, and it's like size, I don't know, eight or six, something like that is what the sample sizes all are. And it's hanging in my closet and I certainly can't wear it, but I keep meaning to like pull it apart, wash the fabric as much as I can because it is, you know, the like the hem's pretty dirty and figure out something to do with all of that ivory silk with beads on it. But I haven't yet. So if anyone has any great ideas, please send them my way Um, because heaven knows I have time to do that. <laughs> I feel like that's like a cosplay waiting to happen, right? It it, it kind of feels like a cosplay waiting to happen, but again, I mean, it's a wedding gown, so there's a lot of fabric, but I couldn't yeah. make something that size out of it because it is mm-hmm. so much smaller than I am. So, you know, like I might be able to make a skirt out of it or I might be able to make a top out of it, but I probably couldn't make like a full dress because there's just right. not enough fabric for yeah. a dress that would fit me. How about like a little um, bolero or something, you know, like oh, an evening so bolero? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that could be so cute. Mm. I wonder if I would ever wear it. I know, <laughs> yeah. it's so fancy. The I amount know. of time I spend out going, so I spend going to oh, things I know, where when I need you, evening boleros. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I don't know. In the real in in in, in real time, I go to the theater fairly often. Yeah. So you know, it's possible. That's a great theater piece. Real time as opposed to what we're living right now, which is fake time. Yeah. This is weird. It's weird times. It's yeah. weird times. Yeah. An evening bolero, an ivory silk <laughs> beaded evening. I mean, you could wear yeah. one, you know, just hell. Just oh, sorry. Heck, I could make it into like a duster instead of a bolero. Oh, make it like oh, knee length duster. with like Drama. with like a gourd skirt, so it kind of flares out. I don't know. I'm just playing. We have so head. many ideas today. This is I know. awesome. We're just I know. Can we do an? Let's do an episode where we bring something and we help each other think of yes, ways to like refashion re- it. Yes. Oh, Let's I'm do so, that. so in for that. We can do that. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'll uh, try to remember to take a picture of this dress so everyone can see yes. what I'm working with. We're going to need to yeah. see it. Another source that I actually um, – I got at a thrift store uh, when I was in high school. I had like really kind of eclectic – I liked really strange things. And I found this – placemat purse and it was two like old placemats put together and then sewn in the U and then the tops like folded over these like wooden handles and it was I thought it was the coolest thing and so placemats are just like a you can totally use those as like bags it was I loved it I would bring to school every day and people and they were like ugly placemats they were like 80s like <laughs> like it was like really they it was they were the frilly like the the gathered like ruffly edge all around them nice uh, and they were brown and floral and beige and they were uh, i loved it and so i just always remember that as like something something really fun that i totally. i didn't make but i but i bought it like someone someone had made it it definitely was homemade <laughs> placemats for That's sure kind of, placemats are awesome i feel like you know you could cut like you could do that I've seen that you could cut a little wristlet from um, placemats Mm -hmm. and make a little bag, especially because, again, like I feel like placemats, there's so many varieties um, and different Mm -hmm. textiles that they come in that there's really um, if you're making something small scale, there's a lot of options. Yeah. But now I want to see this purse. Do you have a picture? I think I got I would have to really dig for a I I don't know where it went. It's like. Three moves ago, you know, and oh, I was yeah. like yeah. three houses ago. I uh, but I wonder. No, if I, I, th- I think you shouldn't worry about it, and all of us just have to picture it Imagine in our heads it. from I'll your draw it and story. <laughs> it's pretty glorious. <laughs> oh, I think you could. Make I remember some really people cute- would be. Yeah, I was gonna I'm say sorry. people would look at it and be like, "That's like the ugliest, but most like." cool thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I like ugly cool stuff. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I was thinking you could probably make some really cool pockets out of placemats too. <gasps> oh. Yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. So many ideas. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that was super inspiring. So let's jump in to our Sojo segment and find out what's giving us our sewing mojo right now. It might be refashioning for all of us. I'm not sure. Um, Meg, why don't you start us off? Well, actually, I have been kind of doing a lot of like online fabric shopping and kind of the shipping was delayed. So they're now all coming in like right now. And I just Mm -hmm. have so many plans, but now I'm getting all like precious with them and I haven't cut any like, you know, I'm always getting back into like my old fabrics. and I'm just scared to cut to all my new ones. But I I have a plan for I have this lime green linen that I got from uh, Blackbird uh, Fabrics and the the new Peppermint magazine. They have their loungewear set. That's like a linen pants and a like a 
a t-shirt by Common Stitch and it's a free pattern actually, but I think I want to make like a lime green linen set that I can wear like in and out and I can change it up. So nice. That's kind of what I want to work on for sure. I bet you can mix and match that with your um, like oh. your kind of tropical print mm-hmm. set that you totally. made last year. One hundred percent. What I'm doing. How about you, Amanda? Um, lots of sojo things. Actually, I am definitely. <laughs> I'm on a jumpsuit kick. Um, nice. I'm like all jumpsuits all the time. I made the um. The Elizabeth Suzanne Clyde jumpsuit last week, and I'm halfway through a Zadie jumpsuit this week, just marching through my fabric, which is good because like you, Meg, like buying fabric is my new hobby now. Um, (laughs) Now I know what you mean by like online fabric shopping. I got a taste of it and now I I can't. It's (laughs) so bad. I have bought so much fabric during this quarantine. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's like my entertainment now, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> it makes me happy. So, um, th- I have a lot of it, but I also, um, have been, um, thinking about some different sources for, um, notions and things. And I actually, um, we had some folks visiting, um, two weeks ago and I went to the antique mall near my house, like so close to my house. And there was just, there was this whole cupboard full of vintage buttons. Ooh. I mean, I was like a kid in a candy store and it was so much fun. And I spent like $20 and bought a bazillion vintage buttons. And it was, it was amazing. Cause I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of picky about buttons, but I also like, I don't like statement button statement buttons. I like wearable yeah. buttons, but yeah. um, these were just, so perfect and it's so fun and I love that like somebody got rid of their button stash and now I'm gonna take it and like turn it into something because I think I'm in I think I'm gearing up for some shirt making this fall I feel like it's um I'm feeling the urge now that I have all these vintage buttons to use but that was just really fun and I think that was it was a nice reminder that hey there are all these options for finding stuff to use in creative ways so yeah, I've been seeing you yeah. post them on your Instagram stories. And there's so, there's like cute like wooden ones. And I know. They're, they're I mean, so, so adorable. many good ones. I, yeah, like I said, I think I'm kind of picky about buttons, but I also like I like went and got all their plainest vintage. I know. Buttons. I when I saw them, I looked. I go, those are such Amanda buttons. I know, <laughs> and I love them. It's so uh, I'm uh, I'm easy yeah. to peg these days. Actually, mm. I have um a just a quick button story. Uh, one of our friends who actually lives in our building, she's in the set, um, a set uh, film uh, world. She works at a set deck and she did some, I think it was a music video or something, but they wanted buttons to cover like a whole floor. And so she had to get all these buttons and she didn't know what to do with them after. And she gave me, imagine a blue water cooler jug filled with buttons. Oh my and she gosh. Ga- I have s- you so never need many anymore. buttons. Yeah. And so one, I think it was during the holidays one year, we uh, we had a button sorting party because they were mix and match and we just dumped them all in Julian's family. We It's been a whole evening just grouping buttons, you know, with like buttons and we baggied them all. And so, yeah, I love buttons too. So now I have enough buttons to last my lifetime. Of forever. <laughs> forever. <Yeah. laughs> Me too. Cool story. How about you, Kate? What's your so awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, um, for any of uh, anybody who uh, shops at Joanne's in um, and went to the Fourth of July shopping extravaganza um this month might have been aware that the uh, linen was all heavily heavily on sale and so i went a little linen crazy um actually didn't go to the store just bought it all online and it arrived nice. three days later i'm amazed i have no idea why they wow. sent it that fast but it's it's already here it's yeah it got here before the sale was over <laughs> i was oh, so wow. amazed buy more. <laughs> buy more well it's too late now but um no. <laughs> so yes i have not opened the box yet because i am working on my cosplay and i have to finish my cosplay but once i am done with that the box is coming open i think there are 10 yards of linen in there and Ooh, i wow. am going to wow. make some things. Uh, I think the first thing is probably going to be a pair of Pagosa pants because the greatest tragedy of my life, my Pagosa pants from last year, now are starting to um, to split apart at the butt seam. Of course, um, I might be able to um, fix them. I'm not sure. I haven't tried yet, but um, I haven't been able to wear them. So I have been not with my linen Pagosa pants and it is, it's awful. It's I've been living in them and that's why they're splitting and now it's horrible. My life is a tragedy, but I'm going to make some more and that'll be okay. I have an idea. Do you have any fabric left over from the, that fabric of those Pagosa pants? Like even just like a tiny piece? You know what? I don't because it, we actually made them in a, um, in a video and Amanda was the one who had all of the fabric. So what we need you to know, do is ask I Amanda. Might have some. <gasps> I, was, I might. I have I'm an idea. dig in my, in my stash, my little scrap bin. Make awesome. a pair of underwear where just the back is the same fabric <laughs> and then the front is stretchy and then there you won't you have to worry about it. It doesn't matter <laughs> because I'm basically wearing a pair of linen I don't know, dickies. No, I just don't know. the back, so the front can be stretchy, and then you don't have to worry all about all linen all the time. All, all linen all the time. <laughs> well, um, there's also the pa- possibility of patching, I suppose. So, Amanda, if you do find any of that fabric, I'm gonna dig. maybe I'll I dig drop right some off this. on my desk next time you're in the office because I'm going to be down a couple of times in the next couple of weeks. That would be awesome. There we go. But kudos to you for not opening a pa- – I could I know. never, ever <laughs> yeah. do that. I literally got a package in this, this morning and I walked to my mailbox and I had it ripped open before I even got to my, my – Before you got to that back. I, 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 will, I will give some slight credit to the fact that when it arrived, I had literally just spent like four hours walking around the zoo and I was exhausted. Oh, and I didn't want to do anything would, but collapse. Oh, still. So that, that helped I've, a lot. And then now it's just sitting there in my – in my library just being like hi i'm here and i'm like no not today fabric um (laughs) (laughs) that's so impressive thank you i am very impressive you should be (laughs) very impressed all right uh real quick before we finish up we want to ask you a sew and tell question and we're going to ask you what's your favorite thing that you've refashioned um or if you want to give some tips or answer Meg's uh, challenge question about the largest oh. hole any of those are things we'd be delighted to hear from you about yeah well I was not so sure about this episode because it's not really my strong suit, but this was really fascinating, really interesting, and really inspiring. Totally. Uh, You guys, you get me every time. (laughs) Every time I think I'm not going to be interested in an episode, you guys get me. 
<laughs> we gotcha. Yes, yeah, we you did. did. Oh, I'm just mind blown about like new sheets and duvet. Like that's just like Uh-oh. a whole new fabric store. Danger. Danger, danger. <laughs> danger. Even so next time like, fabric order too. It'd be great. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Remember to stay safe and healthy. Yeah, just go through your wardrobe and refashion what you already got. Yes. Yeah. Happy refashioning. Happy refashioning. Happy refashioning. <laughs> Bye. Bye. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. 